0: here. Now broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark them. Yeah, baby, yeah.
1: That is not the voice of the great one taking a well-deserved holiday break. It's me again, your handy-dandy relief pitcher, the crafty knuckleballer coming out of the bullpen, actually sprinting out of the bullpen, Dan Bongino, at Bongino on Twitter. I'm a contributing editor over at Conservative Review. You know, folks, this is, of course, the season of the guest host. It's like that. Remember Halloween, the movies Halloween 3? Was it Season of the Witch? This is Season of the guest host. I'm cool with that because it benefits me. I love Mark's audience. Mr. Producer's a good man, allowing me to man the microphone, take over for Captain Kirk. But sometimes, you know, you come on and you're like, man, what am I going to talk about? I kid you not that even though this is probably the, I don't know, 50th time or so I've been in for Mark, thankfully. Yeah, I was patting myself on the back there a little bit. I am super stoked to be in today. I am like sprinting out of the bullpen like Ricky Vaughn in, in uh, Major League. Remember that? The, the wild things. Because there's so much good news. And although I know this is not, I shouldn't say this, I know it. I know it's bad. And I know it's not probably not moral and not the morally upstanding thing to do. And I do. I am a pretty faithful Christian. But I am enjoying, and I know I shouldn't, the social justice warrior liberal meltdown on social media after the tax cuts passed. I know I shouldn't be. I know that. I am fully aware that I should just say, okay, you know, they're melting down, they're losing their minds, TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, it's painful, it hurts, I get it. Um, But I'd be lying to you. Um, I am enjoying it a little bit. The media is melting down, hairs being pulled out, faces are getting clawed, People are chewing on sticks and stuff. You know how they used to do, ever see One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? You know, the Jack Nicholson uh, uh, make of the Ken Cassie novel? Love that book. And they, they give him, like, the wood stick, right, to chew on when they put the electrodes on his head for the electroshock therapy? That's most of liberal America right now. They're, like, chewing on sticks. They're, like, they're banging their heads in rubber rooms because they can't believe this is happening. They, can, they, they literally can't believe it. I don't mean that figuratively. Like They cannot believe it. They see it. They watch the news channels. They see it on their smartphones. They see it on Drudge. They hear it on the Mark Levin show. But they cannot actually believe it's happening. They were thoroughly convinced that Donald Trump would be impeached by now. You know what? Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Dial that back. Rewind the tape. They were thoroughly convinced. Erased, impeached. They were thoroughly convinced Donald Trump would be in prison by now. Now, not an actual actual crime. They just thought, see, they don't know how the Constitution works. They think you lose an election, you just put a guy in jail. That's what they want to do. They are absolutely convinced that that's where we should be, and that this is some kind of like, you know, George Costanza Seinfeld episode, alternate universe. I I use this all the time because it's so, remember the Seinfeld episode when George does everything backwards, and it works out for him? They think they're living in that episode where everything's backwards. Just it's not working out for them. Folks, they're losing their marbles. Now, I've I've got a boatload of material today. I, re, I mean, we could. This is my. We could go on forever on this, but I want to start with one critical component of this to the liberals out there. I hear you, libs. I get it. You have my deepest sympathies. I can only recommend you seek treatment if you need it. Um, if you become a danger to yourself or others, you should probably call law enforcement. But there's a very simple out for this whole thing. And when I say this whole thing, let's be clear, I'm referring to this tax cut package, which, by the way, not perfect, we all get it, but is going to be very, very good. And even some of the most rabid never-Trumpers are starting to figure out that getting on the wrong side of this thing is a really bad idea. But there's a simple solution to this for you. Put down the Valium You may not have to call your psychotherapist, your social worker. You may not have to write into one of those self-help columns. I posted on my Facebook page today a link. What link, you ask? This link could save you all of the psychological trauma you're undergoing right now. And it is a link to the federal government website where you can voluntarily give that money That extra money you wanted to pay to the government, we all know you didn't want to because you're hypocrites. But forgetting that for a second, now my non whisper voice. That extra money you insist you want to pay to the government, I've got the solution. Here you go, Daddy-O. It's right on my Facebook. Right there. No, I'm not trolling you for likes. I don't care. I'm dead serious. I'm not. It's just a social media platform. Most people can see. I'll tweet it, Whatever. Uh, if I had control of Mark's account, I'd tweet it on Mark's account, at Mark Levin Show, on Twitter. But the link is there. You can go there, libs, right now. You can click that sucker right now. Cut a check. Cut that check. This should be a rallying cry amongst conservatives. Hashtag. Cut that check. Remember Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire? Show me the money. Cut the check. Cut the check. Post that link. It's a real link, folks. It's not a spam link. It's a real link to the federal government. You can donate the money, Libs. Have no fear. Hang up on your psychologist, your psychiatrist. You don't need any of the drugs they're going to give you to calm down. You don't need to self-medicate. Click the link and cut the check. Write a check. I am deadly serious when I ask you this. What is stopping you? If the idea of a fatter wallet around Christmas time is so offensive to you that you feel the need to go to Twitter and use death threats against people who cut your taxes. By the way, that's a great irony of conservatism. Conservatism even works for liberalism, uh, for liberals, Liberalism doesn't work for liberals or conservatives, as evidenced by the cities they've run into the ground. But this is it. You don't like it? Cut the check. Just cut the check. Cut it tomorrow. Tell you what. You don't even have to cut the check. You can probably charge it to your credit card. You love debt. That's your thing. You ran up $9 trillion under Obama. Just go with it, debt. Do your thing. Cut the check. You have been telling us for eight years years, for eight years under Obama, how the government is some benevolent, philanthropic force in all of our lives. Meanwhile, about 50% of us just want the government to leave us alone. We love our military. We love our courts. Otherwise, leave us the hell alone. But you can't leave us alone. You can never leave us alone you got the waters of the United States rule regulating a swamp in our backyards. You've been telling us how great this is for us, slamming big government down our throats at every opportunity. Our employers, our health care, our kids, red tape, our education, our tax bills, our jobs, our wallets, everything. You have to get your dirty tentacles in because you love government. Or so you say. So now it's time for you to buck up. Cut the check. Matter of fact, let's start a movement for you liberals. You love it so much, start posting screenshots on social media of just what kind of money you're willing to donate back to the government. Cut the check. You insult us conservatives all the time. Every opportunity. We're racist, xenophobes, Islamophobes, phobophobes, homophobes, transophobes. It's the phobic phobophobes. You'll put a phober and is behind anything, anything to make your point. You insult us at every opportunity. You say, we're the ones that are crazy. We're not the ones that, meanwhile, keep in mind, we're the ones who are intellectually honest. I don't want to give a dime to the government because they're going to throw it down a rat hole or flush it down the toilet. I want to keep my own money and my own family and invest in my family, my neighborhood, my kids and my kids' school. You're the ones telling me to give it to the government by at the end of a barrel of a government gun. They have a monopoly on force, in case you didn't know that. But we're principled. I don't want to pay higher taxes. But here's the catch. I don't want you to pay it either. But this is your shot. Show us. Lead by example. You're the party of science. You're the party that cares for the little guy. You've told us all government is such a positive, benevolent, almost godlike force in our lives. Cut the check. Matter of fact, don't even cut a check for the difference, cut a check for even more. Double the difference. Lead, lead, start a movement, hashtag, cut the check, post screenshots of just how much money you insist on giving to the federal government. Now, I know you won't. And the sad thing is, you know it too. Because you guys, and I'm not knocking the Democrats here, I mean that. Because I actually have a lot of friends who are Democrats. I'm knocking this extreme, radical, left-wing set of kooks who hijacked this party ever since JFK left us way too early. The JFK Democrats are gone. It has been hijacked by the Bernie Sanders you're going to die wing. Reform Obamacare, you're going to die. Cut taxes, we're all going to die. Net neutrality, you're gonna die. Red tape, cut that. We're gonna die. We're all gonna die all the time under these people. Cut the check. Show us finally that you are not full of crap. Show us finally, for once, that you actually stand for something. And while you're at it, and while you're at it, let's see your campaign slogans for 2018 when this thing starts to turn around. I, I'm not. Oh, I'm not done. I'm gonna to get to that part after the break. It's gonna require a little bit of a setup. But I'm asking you one last time, you 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 frauds on the left have been trying to take our money forever, somehow swearing to us that the tentacles of government are gonna make our lives better despite us all trying to escape it. Show us now. Now is your time to lead. Step up or shut up. Cut the check. Nobody's stopping you. I'm Dan Bongino. Mark Levin. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. I'm at D. Bongino on Twitter for comments and criticisms, whatever. We take them all. But if you're a liberal and you want to call, I promise you we will leave a line open for you. 877-381-3811. We'll even put you on the air to, and tell me. I just want to know this one answer. Why won't you cut the check? Cut the check. It's that simple. I'm Dan Bongino. We'll be right back. Mark
2: Levin.
1: All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, contributing editor at Conservative Review, at the Bongino on Twitter for comments and criticism, filling in. For the great one, if you'd like to give us a call and yell and scream at me or whatever, or support what I'm saying, that's great too. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. So before the break, I challenging liberals nationwide. Matter of fact, globally. I'm wondering if and uh, if you have to be in the United States to actually donate money to the federal government. They're losing their minds after tax cuts. So go ahead, just cut a check. I get the link out there. It's right there on Facebook. I just want it noted. I have seen no takers. Just do us a favor. Post a screenshot to Twitter or something. Or something. That's my New Yorker coming out. All right? Post a screenshot of your, uh, you know, you don't have to put any personal identifiers in there, of course. Black them out. But just just put a little screenshot of how much money you donated to the government. We'd love to see it. Start a movement. Start a movement. Let's see it. Let's see you guys and ladies step up, you libs. For once. Step up. It's like the Channing Tatum movie, right? It was That was him, right? Step up, the little dance thing. Step up. Come on. Science, right? You guys are into science, and ladies. Libs, government's great. Science, the science of government, so wonderful. Central planning. I need a planner and a bureaucrat to tell me what to do because I can't do it myself, so give them your money. Give them your money. It's Christmas. Go ahead. Turn it over. It's right there on my Facebook there, the link. Gifts to the federal government. Give it all over there. Now, I had said before the break, what... What are the Democrats going to do in 2018? What are they going to do? Now, listen, given the unbelievable media deluge of fake news against the president, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose some House seats. I wouldn't be surprised if we hold the Senate. I wouldn't be surprised if we pick up some seats in the Senate. I don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you this with 100% certainty. The Democrats... Went out and lied about this plan with their with their media hack friends. And I'm going to go into that during the show too. So don't don't even think about going anywhere, please. I say that with all due respect. The media and the Dems, the, the whole Democrat media industrial complex, as I saw on a piece by this guy Rich Logis, an American thinker, the other day. Uh, it's a great name. They were uh, folks. Uh, trust me on this one. They were absolutely convinced that the tax cut package was going down in flames. I Please, please trust me on this one. They were convinced this thing, just like the Obamacare repeal, was going to go up in smoke. I am absolutely sure of it. So they saw no potential downside whatsoever in fighting against this thing. Come out, say whatever you want, lie about it. Why would you lie about it? Well, because that's what liberals generally in Congress do, but no as, as from a practical i'm I'm obsessed with political strategy, having run for office myself, I'm absolutely convinced they said to their to their caucus, the Democrats up in Congress and the Senate, just lie about it. Tell people their taxes are going to go up. You know the media won't do any research because they're dopey like that, and we give them our, their talking points. Just tell them their taxes are going to go up america go 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 whip uh, public pressure against it. Because it's not going to pass, and we're never going to have to actually show the American people what's in the bill. I'm sure this happened. I'm sure of it. And to their great chagrin, I think they were astonished that the Senate, and not so much the House. I think they knew the House had the votes. But the Senate got the will together to do this, and they even had one buffer vote there. McCain couldn't even vote. He was uh, getting some treatment for his condition. They were stunned. What are they going to do now? What are they going to do? You've been telling people for a year, for a year, oh, this is a chicken little. You're going to die if these tax cuts happen. Not only are you going to die, you're going to die a painful, horrible death. Your taxes are going up. It's over. It is over, Johnny. Go for the knee. It's over. And now... As of about February, here's what's going to happen, folks. You're going to start getting paid. And all of a sudden, these slimy Democrats who lied to you are going to have to say to their constituents, gee, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I know what happened. You got caught lying, you hack frauds. They are. I'm telling you, they're in bigger trouble than they're letting you on in uh, 2018. All right, folks, I'm Dan Bongino, InfoMark. Give us a call, 877-381-3811. We'll be right back. This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at
2: 877-381-3811.
1: All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter. Contributing editor of a Conservative Review. Happy to fill in for the great one, taking a little holiday break. They don't call him the great one for nothing. I have to say, I know Rich drives you crazy because I've only said this every time I filled in for the last what four years, but it is tough filling in for a dude they call the great one. I mean, like, what are you gonna be, the semi okay one? I mean, the good one? It's Rich's. Problem. I I don't see him right now, but I'm sure he's rolling his eyes. Like, dude, please. He he is right. I knew it because I've only used that every single time I filled in. But now it's becoming just pure traditional loan. All right, if you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. So on this tax thing, getting back to it, the tax bill. not It's not a thing. It's a tax bill, and it's a tax cut for you, and it's a darn good thing. What, what are they going to do in 2018 now? The Democrats, that is. All of the lies. The Democrats listening. I'm talking about not like rank-and-file voting Democrats. I mean like the swamp rats in D.C., To all of you hacks out there that lied, that was on tape. You understand that, right? Like they have this thing called the interweb. You know, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook. We recorded all that stuff. It wasn't spying. You said it in front of cameras. Oh, your taxes are going to go up. You're going to die, all of you, when this tax cut goes through. It's going to be a mass extinction world of world style. You said that. People could see that. Matter of fact, we can still see it now. We can go to the interweb and look it up. What are you going to do in February when none of that happens? What are you going to do next year? What's your campaign slogan going to be? Oh, wait, 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 wait. This is a doozy. I don't want to forget this one. So a bunch of companies came out. Uh, was it AT&T, Wells Fargo, uh, Nexus, a couple of companies of, of good you know, a healthy sample size, by the way, of companies came out and said, due to the tax bill, we're giving out workers' bonuses. Oh, Boeing, we're reinvesting in the United States. This is great. And the Democrats' response, folks, I love you guys and ladies, but this is classic. This is classic Democrat psychosis. They're like, oh, that's just a PR stunt. Oh, that's a great one. Well, there you go. Democrats 2018. That raise sucks. It's just a PR stunt. Good luck. Vote for me, by the way. That's hey, nice job Dems. That is who's doing your messaging? Who my my five year old Amelia? She's excited about Christmas. She could have drawn together a better message than that. That thousand dollar bonus pledged by was it AT and T? That that's a PR stunt. Vote for Johnny Bag of Donuts 2018. Vote them. Vote Democrat. Your pay raise was a PR stunt. I mean, what are you going to run against next? you going to run against Grandma down the block who adopts puppies? Get her! Look at her. She adopts puppies for a living. She's awful. And she feeds them kibbles and bits rather than steak. This is your platform? This is all you've got? And I'm talking about the media, too. Even though the media is not on the ballot technically. I mean, I think Trump, they, they were on the ballot and they lost. But here's a quote. This is from a Wall Street Journal piece today. They are so desperate to find someone that's going to lose under this tax bill. And just to be clear, to be fair, non-sarcastic for a moment, which is tough for me because i live lived my entire life this way. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Rich knows. You see me outside of work, I'm the exact same way. Uh, this, they're so desperate to find someone, the media, that they're putting together these variables that are outrageous and they're trying to make like sympathy cases out of it. This is from the Wall Street Journal today. USA Today, which I don't know what happened to them. I really don't. Well, they were always left-leaning, but it's gotten insane. USA Today, I'm pretty sure they were the ones with the famous chainsaw bayonet. Did you see that one? They they showed a, a pictogram of common accessories on an AR-15. and it had a, This is not a joke, folks. This was not an onion story. This was real. They had a chainsaw bayonet. Uh, I, uh, really? I'm sure it exists. This is like some commonly – I mean, when I go out to trim my hedges, I always put the chainsaw on the end of my AR. I have a Smith & Wesson M&P 15, and that's how I get rid of the hedges. The Calusi is outside in my backyard in Palm City. I always put a chainsaw bayonet on. That's, <laughs> that was real. I'm pretty sure that was USA Today. But it was, right, Rich? I'm not crazy. Okay, good. So USA Today – this is from a Wall Street Journal piece – USA Today, I'm quoting here, was so desperate to depict this bill as a tax hike that its analysis of, quote, five household situations, right? <laughs> here it comes, included a childless single renter. I need to say this in a very melodramatic voice because you're supposed to feel horrible for this guy. A childless single renter earning $1 million a year, paying 50000 in state and local taxes and claiming of $40,000 in charitable deductions. This poor slob, that is not in the piece. That's my quote. <laughs> now, back to quoting the piece. The paper triumphantly pointed out that this downtrodden soul would pay, get ready for it, $1,887 more in taxes, and therefore would have to forego a bottle of, I don't know, this fancy, I don't know if it's a joke, this thing, this wine or champagne afterwards. That That's... Let me get this straight. We're all supposed to be now, because this bill, again, to be fair, it doesn't benefit everyone. It will benefit about 95% of the population. I mean that. In some way. It may not be huge for all 95%, or huge, as the president would say. But even if you get a dollar, you're better off than you were last year. A lot of people are going to do very, very well under this, including the middle class, by the way. But this is your sympathy case? Let me look this guy up, right? So this is a guy, according to USA Today, let's just assume it's, it's, it's for the sake of arguing here. It's a dude. Dude earns a million a year. He's paying 50K in state and local taxes because he lives uh, in New York. And that's, uh, you know, th- that's obviously a, p- a problem for taxpayers right away because these people just tax you and tax you and tax you until your wallet's empty. So he makes a million. He pays 50 in state and local and he's claiming 40K in charitable deductions. And we're supposed to be crying right now because this poor slob is going to pay an extra $1,887 in taxes because he lives in a high tax state, by the way. But-, but the rest of America is going to be knocking it out of the park and we're all supposed to be in tears. Folks, listen, I don't want – and let me be crystal clear, and I mean this. I'm not being uh, silly about this. I don't want any American to pay higher taxes, anyone. I don't want you in New York. There are conservatives in New York. I don't want liberals in New York to pay higher taxes, even though they vote for it, because it's bad for the economy. Because when you give it to a third-party payer like the government, as Milton Friedman always said, neither cost nor quality matter because it's not the government's money, it's yours, and they're not even buying anything for themselves or spending the money on other people. So the cost and the quality doesn't matter. That's why government will always be a cesspool for your money. I don't want liberals giving their money to the government. I don't want conservatives giving money to the government. I don't want anybody giving extra money to the government. I want to keep it in the free market economy where the money will multiply, and not divide itself. But having said that, this is the best test case you have. A millionaire who lives in a high tax state, who's going to have to pay 1800 bucks extra, but 95%, 95 out of a hundred other Americans are going to get a significant tax break from this and money's going to rush back into the country, ironically, and probably make that millionaire even richer. That's the best you've got. That's all you've got. Surely you've got something else. Surely you've got some case of a broke, single, It's they always throw the veterans in there because they know fairly enough, and it means that it, it pulls at our heartstrings. Veteran, out of a job or something, surely you've got a case like that where they're going to get hurt by this. Surely you've got something. Your sympathy case is a millionaire who's single, who's doing the Mac Daddy routine on Friday night in the bars of New York, that's your test case. Who, by the way, it's not like he's going to have to pay two million in additional taxes. He's going to have to pay about two thousand bucks extra. That one guy, who's single, and makes a million, and donates forty thousand to charity. This is it. This is the best you could do. I mean, are they serious? Is this a serious paper anymore? USA Today. They put that. Up. That was that quote was from the Wall Street Journal today. Folks. What else are they? I don't. I I just don't get what the Democrat twenty eighteen platform is going to be. Democrats twenty eighteen. You know, fighting against uh, you know well digging in sub Saharan Africa. Uh, you know, fighting against child adoption in uh, in blue states. I mean, what, what else are you going to – this is money in people's pockets when they desperately need it after recovering from the worst recession in modern American history, the worst recovery from it as well under Barack Obama. And this is your 2018 platform, give the money back to the government. Now, I said opening up the show, if you genuinely believe it, I mean it, just write a check to the government. You're all free to do it, although I know you won't. Now, I've got a series of one, two, three, oh gosh, maybe ten points about this tax bill. I am going to entirely, completely debunk because you've been lied to so much. But before I get to the actual debunking, I want to set it up by telling you that, explaining to you is probably a better way to say it, how dopey the media is sometimes. They have spent now six months or more media hacks out there, explaining to you how this bill is going to hike your taxes. Listen to me. Listen. It's not. The overwhelming majority of listeners are going to get a tax cut. Your taxes are not going up if you are a middle-class American, unless it is some extreme case like the dude I just told you about. And if you make a million, you're not middle-class by any measure in any state. The media, taking their talking points from hack Democrats up in the hill, have told you for months that this thing is going to hike your taxes. And it worked. How do I know that? Because the polls show it. Fairly enough, again, not being sarcastic, being serious, the polls are not in fair The plurality of people don't like this tax bill. But this is where Dems and their media friends are so dopey and they don't even realize this is going to blow up in their face. Why do the a plurality of Americans, why do they not like the tax bill? Well, when you ask them why, it's because they think their taxes are going up. Folks, your taxes are not going up. They're going down. Now, liberals in the media, which dominate the media, and liberals up on the Hill, this is where they miss it. They have told you for the past six months that your taxes are going up, and then trotted out polls going, look at how unpopular this is. Why? Why? Because people's taxes are going up. How does this not refute the entire liberal ideology and show the house of sand they've built everything on? They've built this, this this house of sand, this messaging machine about this tax bill, around the idea that your taxes are going up when in fact they're not, and are then celebrating a poll that shows a plurality of Americans hate the idea that their taxes are going up. <laughs> Wait. Did Did you guys in the media miss that logical string of events I just put together? Media liars, your taxes are going up. Democrat liars on the Hill, your taxes are going up. Media liars, look, this tax cut bill, people hate it because their taxes are going up. Real world, getting back to the real one, your taxes are not going up. How do the Democrats not see this? Your entire ideology is crap. These things are, this bill was unpopular because you told people their taxes are going up. When they're not, what are you going to do now? Now what are you going to argue about the polls? What what are you going to say in 2018 when you're exposed as the liars you are? What are you going to say? Well, but but folks, listen, the polls, this will be them in 2018. But the polls in 2017 clearly said that this was unpopular because we lied to you all and told you your taxes are going up. So whereas we've been telling you and campaigning for years that taxes are a good thing, we really don't think it either because we're celebrating a poll that shows how much Americans hate taxes. If you're pulling your hair out going, what the heck are you talking about? Exactly. That's the point. They They have sewn themselves into a sleeping bag they can't get out of. They've sewn it shut. There's no escape. They've relied on lies, polls based on lies, polls which refute their own ideology, and a strategy of voting against this absolutely across the board. Not one Democrat in the House or Congress, uh, excuse me, in the House or the Senate, voted for this thing, not one. And now, when paychecks start getting fatter next year, not one single Democrat can take credit for it. Chew on those tomatoes. You like apples, right? Remember that Goodwill Hunting? How do you like those apples? They don't taste very good, do they? All right, folks, I'm Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter, InfoMark. Give us a call, 877-381-3811. That's eight seven seven We'll be right back. Much
2: Lovin'.
1: All right, welcome back to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter. Info for Mark, if you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. And a big Merry Christmas soon to be. I know all you kids out there waiting for Santa. I know my daughter, my five-year-old, is like maximum red zone level excitement. Daddy, it's two days. She can't get enough. So I know all the kids out there, so I'm sure Santa will be good to you all. Uh, oh, dude, did we just lose that guy? Don't even t- I would- oh. Yeah. I want to take this caller. He sounded like a good one. He just hung up. You know who you are, dude. Call back. We'll get you. All right, let me take another one. Who else is good? Let's, uh, how about Drew? What do you think in San Francisco? Let's go to Drew. Drew, you're on with Dan Bongino. What do you got for us?
3: Hey, Dan. I live in the Bay Area of California, and everything I've been hearing on the media has had me worried that my taxes are going to go up, you know, with this new bill. <laughs> Yeah, of course. yesterday I sat down because my dad asked me, have you crunched the numbers? And I went through and did all the numbers. And I came out basically a wash, no tax increase. But then I get an extra $6,000 tax credit because I have three kids under 18 a year.
1: No, that's I'm all fake, Drew. Him. That's all. The media said that's fake. That's not your accountant's lying. That's all. That's all nonsense. He's lying to you. That's really not going to happen. The liberal media told you that can't happen. That it was for the rich. Drew, let me ask you a question. Right. Now, being serious, are you are you a wealthy man? Ten, twenty million in assets?
3: No, I make two hundred and thirty thousand a year.
1: But well, well, that's pretty good. You're doing pretty good. All right, good. For, well, in San Francisco, that's actually that's actually the equivalent down here in Palm City, Florida, of about ten grand a year. Because San Francisco, because it's run by liberals, the cost of living is astronomical. But you're so. Let me just get this straight. We want this on the record. So your accountant, like my accountant, by the way, you said the same thing. You are actually going to get a tax cut, like the Republicans said you were going to get before the Democrats lied to you through their media propaganda arm. I'm not making this up. Correct.
3: Correct. I'm gonna I'm gonna get sixty five hundred extra
1: dollars in my pocket a year. Darren, <laughs> Drew, thanks for the call. Unfortunately gets a the break. There you go, folks. There Drew. Drew called from San Francisco. He's in the liberal enclave. Uh, listen, San Francisco is a beautiful city. I just feel bad at being run by a bunch of, of crazy kooky liberals. But this is happening. This is actually happening. I called my poor accountant the other day. Uh, who's losing his mind right now because, you know, this whole thing's going on and it's tax season, and I said to him the same thing. Do me a favor. Brother, run the numbers for me. How am I going to do? And his line to me, well, I can't give you exact specifics on numbers right now until the year ends. You're going to do pretty well. Folks, most of you listening right now are going to do pretty well. These hacks in the media lied to you the entire time. Now, on the other side of this break, I'm going to do a systematic debunking of the hackery you've heard out there. You're welcome to call, by the way, liberals, if you'd like to challenge any of this, 877-381-3811. I'm always happy to debate you. But I'm telling you this, you will not be. I'm going to pose a question in the next hour that I guarantee you liberals will not have an answer for. Guaranteed. It's a Dan Bongino guarantee. I'm Dan
4: Bongino, in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back.
0: them from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, welcome back
1: to the Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino, at D. Bongino on Twitter, filling in for the great one. If you'd like to give us a call, 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. And as Mark says in that promo, the special line for liberals, 877-381-3811. So that's special just for you liberals out there we have a tough time with math, especially after this tax bill. Hey, one quick thing. So I'm coming in today. I'm, I'm getting ready for the show. The studio's in my house. i like coming into my own house. But a friend of mine from my prior line of work sends me a text, and I live in Florida, and it's sunny here. I'm not rubbing it in, but it's sunny here almost all the time. They call it the Sunshine State for a reason. So I can't see my phone, and I, all I see is it looks like a building, and like this really tragic picture. Like, there's an explosion going on, and it says December 1998. All I can see at the bottom, I can make out like a never forget thing, but I can't see it till I get in my house. I'm like, my gosh, what happened? December nineteen ninety eight. Never forget. I'm like, did I miss something? And the guy who said it to me is usually a pretty serious guy. So I was like, gosh, did I like forget to tweet something out today? So <laughs> I this was I, it, I thought this was funny. You but it was Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard. They're like Nakatomi Plaza, December nineteen ninety eight. Never forget. So I put that sucker on Instagram, gave me a good laugh. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, that was, of course, uh, Die Hard. Nakatomi Plaza, the Bruce Willis movie. That was in December 1998, never forget. I stuck the picture on Instagram. But my buddy's serious. I'm like, dude, don't do that. You scared me a little bit. I thought I forgot something. All right, get him back to this tax uh, cut bill, and the Democrats losing their minds, plucking their eyes out, clawing their faces, scratching themselves, chewing on sticks, beating themselves. I I mean, the the meltdown on Twitter is one of the, I know I shouldn't say this, but it really is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. You almost want to sit back and just like grab a popcorn and just scroll through the Twitter feed of some prominent liberals. I'm not, I don't want to give them followers, so I'm not going to say who they are, but I troll accounts all the time. They are absolutely losing their minds. And there's never Trumpers out there who are even worse. Listen, I get it. Not everybody supports the president or supported him in the primary who's a Republican. But how, I don't understand. Like, you're losing your mind today about the tax cuts as if this is a bad thing and then you're claiming somehow to turn in your Republican card. You're claiming to be a conservative. Are you, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? All right. Here's the question I talked about before the break, and and you want to stump your liberal friends? I know you do. I love doing this. This is what really got me into political commentary. I mean, I was never. This was my. I was in law enforcement, and I went to school for this kind of stuff, but it was never my bag of donuts. Until recently, because I realized, I woke up one day, that everything liberals tell you, and I do mean everything, is nonsense. It's garbage. It's made up, whether it's the Trump-Russia fairy tale, whether it's tax cuts cause deficits, that the government's going to fix your health care, that net neutrality is a wonderful thing that's going to solve all the problems in the world. Everything they tell you is complete garbage. But one of the things they tell you, and I brought, up on the sh- I brought this up on the show before, but it's, ex- it's especially important now liberals keep talking now all of a sudden about the deficit now all of a sudden they're concerned about the deficit eight years of barack obama boatloads of red tape nine trillion in deficits of and accumulated deficits and debt over the years the democrats are total total phonies zero credibility less than zero credibility when it comes to the debt none now to be fair A lot of Republicans have no credibility on either. I'm not absolving them of it. But Democrats have extra, extra less credibility than Republicans do because they actually like that. Now, the question is this. Ask your liberal friends to go pull up a tax chart. Now, I I always... I'll tweet one out, all right? I will do you this favor. I will tweet one out during the show. If you, I'm at DBudgino on Twitter. It's a very easy-to-read tax chart. I've done this before. And to stump your liberal friends, I want you to go to these tax years. You can't miss this chart. It lays out the year. It'll say in the first column total receipts. In other words, how much the government took in. The second column, it says outlays, how much the government spent. Then it breaks it down after that, but you don't even have to worry about that. Just worry about the year, what the government took in in tax revenue, and what it spent. I will tweet this tweet this out. By the way, this is from a relatively left-leaning institution. It's government data. Nobody's going to challenge This is not some conservative. It's not a conservative review or Breitbart chart. This is from a left-leaning institution. I will tweet out the chart. The data is accurate, by the way. I'm not challenging it. And I want you to go and get a highlighter or get a pencil or a pen and underline these years. 1964, I want you to underline 1988, and I want you to underline 2003. Well, You know what? To be fair, make it 1986, just to make it easy on the liberals, because that might confuse them once we get these too complicated. Why are those dates significant? Folks, those dates, so those years, I should say, to be precise here, Because liberals, they'll pick apart every little thing because they never have an argument to stand on. Those are the years of the Kennedy, the significant Reagan tax cuts, because there were other tax cuts involved there too, and the Bush tax cuts in 2003. 1964, even though LBJ signed it, I get it. It was generally Kennedy's idea. Because then I'm going to say, oh, look, he's wrong. It wasn't Kennedy. LBJ signed it. It was Kennedy's idea. LBJ signed it because we lost Kennedy early. For obvious reasons, you know the story. 1964. 1986, when the big Reagan tax cut package passed, and 2003. And I want you to do me a favor. I want you to highlight those years, and I want you to highlight the uh, the receipts afterwards. And you're going to see an interesting phenomenon that your liberal friends, and please, I'm begging you, Mr. Call Screener, we're putting the challenge out there right now. If a liberal wants to call in to refute what I'm telling, ta- I'm so confident. Mark doesn't have a small audience, folks. This isn't ham radio, okay? Um... I love local radio, I've done it, but this is not, this is a nationally syndicated show on just about every prominent station in America. I promise you, I'm a proud guy. I would not tell you this if I wasn't absolutely sure what I'm telling you is true, and I will tweet out the chart for yourself. I want you to highlight those years and ask your liberal friends, after those significant monumental tax cuts under Kennedy, Reagan, and George W. Bush, I want you to look at the trend afterwards and tell us all where tax revenue went down. Just do it. It should be pretty simple, right? It's government data. You've run forever on this idea that tax cuts somehow cost the government money, which is the dumbest talking point I've ever heard in my life. If like if a dude doesn't rob me while I'm walking down the street, it doesn't cost the dude money. He just didn't rob me, okay? If the government doesn't steal and thieve your money, take it away from you, it can't cost you anything. It doesn't cost the government a dime if they don't take your money. Even worse, they cannot show you a scintilla of evidence that this happens. But folks, I know, I absolutely know you listening. I know it. I know 99% of the audience, and it's no fault of your own. I get paid to do this for a living, produce conservative content, backed up by facts and data. I get to do this all day. I have the greatest job in the world, and I love it. You have great jobs too, I'm sure, but your job probably is not this. Maybe bankers, electricians, finance people, school teachers. Your job is not to produce this stuff. It is mine. So I don't blame you, even a conservative out there for listening, for assuming that the Democrats telling you that for years in their media hacks that tax cuts cause deficits. I don't blame you for believing it. I don't blame you one bit. You've heard it forever. You've probably even heard it from a college professor somewhere who has no idea what they're talking about. Now, I said in the opening segment, cut the check, right? Cut the check to the government. Liberals, you don't like tax cuts? Go, go pay more. I, I'll, I, sent you the, I will tweet out this link, and I'm challenging anyone to show me where tax revenue to the government went down after a tax cut. You can't do it. Now, do you know why you can't do it? This is not a complicated question, nor is it a trick. Because it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So when you hear people, like supposed moderate Congressman uh, Tim Ryan, not Paul Ryan, Tim Ryan, because I made the mistake once of saying Congressman Ryan. I thought I was talking about Paul. I'm not. I'm talking about Congressman Tim Ryan. He's a Democrat. He claims to be a moderate from Ohio who has these national aspirations. When you see him on Fox, which I did, I saw him on Fox, I think it was Fox and Friends, and you see him saying things, and thank God Rachel Kempos he called him out on it, by the way, but when he says things like, I don't support these tax cuts, and I don't support them because we are going to have to borrow money from the Chinese to pay for it. Wait, wait, come again? We're going to have to do what? So the United States government is telling its citizens, we're going to take less money from you, and we have to borrow money from the Chinese to do what? To give back to people who we didn't take the money from? Oh, I get it, I get it. His premise, oh, now it makes sense. I'm being sarcastic here, folks. His premise is now he's concerned about the debt, and these tax cuts are going to drive up the debt, so the Chinese are going to pay off our debt. That's his point. Okay, simple question, Congressman Tim. Congressman Tim, if you're out there, by the way, uh, and Rich, you can vouch for me on this, right? We will take Congressman Ryan if he calls it. Tim Ryan. Yes, Rich is the producer. It's not my show. Charles, right, you'll take him on the phone? Tell you what, email me, Congressman Ryan. DM me on Twitter. We'll give you a speed line. And call in the show and tell us where that actually happened. Produce your evidence because you're an elected leader, you claim to be a moderate and not a far-left liberal kookadoodle. Call in the show and tell us where a federal tax cut, Kennedy, Reagan, Bush, Coolidge. No, I'm not kidding. Tell me where a tax cut has, quote, cost the government money, and we've had to borrow the Chinese to pay for money. How do you have to pay for tax cuts that generate extra money? You may say, oh, there goes that dopey right-wing talking point again. The tax cuts pay for themselves. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying this. Your dopey far-left talking point that tax cuts somehow cause deficits because they result in less money to the government, is not backed up by any data at all at the federal level. Not None. Zero. You can't produce a scintilla of evidence of what you're saying is actually true. You are actually just making it up. Call in. I'm serious. I won't, like, dish you on the air or anything. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. And by the way, if you're another entrepreneurial liberal that wants a shot at the title, call in too. I would love you to tell me where this actually happened. Where giving the American people back their own money has somehow cost the government money? But you better produce the numbers because I got them right in front of me. And I'm warning you, it's gonna look. You'll, you'll be uh, so before you call in because remember, Rich remembers this remark. If you're gonna be insulted by calling in because you're wrong, don't do it. But if you're going to call in as a liberal, bring the numbers and get ready for a dogfight because you're absolutely wrong. And you probably, I won't, I won't like personally hit it yet, but you're going to be made a fool of. The challenge is out there. 877-381-3811. I'm Dan Bongino, in Mark Levin. We'll be right back.
2: Mark Levin.
1: for the Mark Levin Show. Big Merry Christmas to y'all. Dan Bongino, contributing editor of a conservative review at D. Bongino on Twitter. Filling in for Mark. All right. Looks like we have a taker. Yeah. Someone actually called in. 877-381-3811 if you'd like to join us. We've got Drew from Georgia. Drew, you are telling me I'm wrong that tax cuts have led to a decrease in revenue to the government. Bring it, buddy. Uh uh, that's it? You have anything else? <laughs> no, I'm serious. you have anything, Drew, to offer? Or is it just that? Oh, no! Mr. Producer told me his phone might have died. That's typical. You know what? It's probably that typical for liberals. His phone would die, right? That's what we got. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, let me get this straight. He stays on hold the entire time to debunk what I, to debunk my debunking, that tax cuts do not cost the government revenue, gets on the phone, and the liberal response is, uh, and that's it. Uh, uh. I hope he's okay. Drew, if you're all right, call us back. I'll try to get you back on the air. But I'm telling you, folks, this is just factually not true. It is entirely, completely incorrect. It is made up. It's not true. Now, to do you a favor here, to preempt a lot of nonsense... I'm going to read you some numbers. 1964, LBJ signs the Kennedy, uh, Kennedy tax cut package. Federal revenue, $112 billion. Now, if the liberals are right, if the liberals are right, the numbers should have gone down. So what was tax revenue in 1965? Folks, if you need a calculator or an abacus for this, please, I'll take a break. <sighs> Take a break. Go get your abacus, your calculator, or your Excel spreadsheet. Because I know this math is complicated for liberals. So, J- Lyndon Johnson signs a tax cut plan. I didn't say that wrong. A Democrat, far left Democrat, by the way. Revenue is 112 billion. The next year, it's get ready, folks. Get ready. This is tough math. 116 billion. 112 before. 116 after. Now, Mister Producer, I know you weren't a math major. I was not either. But 112, what's a larger number? 112 billion or 116? Go. He, Rich is confused. He's like, man, I don't know. Of course, dripping with sarcasm, 116 billion is a bigger number, which was the number after. It gets better, folks. Tax revenue not only went up after the Kennedy tax cuts, it continued to go up $130 billion, $148 billion, $153 billion, $186 billion. It goes on and on and on. Now, you may be saying, Dan Bongino, surely you're crazy. I'm a liberal. I've been told forever by the media. I mean, media people who can't even do journalism forget about doing economics. But they've told me tax cuts cost the government money, of course. Okay, so let's go to it. That's an isolated example because it was Kennedy and Johnson. Surely... Surely the media talking point that the Reagan tax cuts, quote, cost the government money and drove the deficit, surely that means that the Reagan tax cuts starved the government of revenue. Okay. Reagan started his tax cutting regime in 1981. When he got into office, the tax revenue of the government was $599 billion. Tax cuts really hit in 1986. So Reagan comes into office. Let's not give Let's get. Let's skip a year just to give uh, Carter credit for that one. Comes into office, revenues about six hundred billion dollars. Reagan leaves office after the tax cuts. Surely, surely, if liberals are correct, the tax revenue will be less than six hundred billion. Eh, you'd be wrong. Nineteen eighty-eight, Reagan leaves office. The tax revenue of the government almost doubles uh, to nine hundred and nine billion. 600, 909, 600, 909. Now, Libs, I know you have a tough time with math. I know this is complicated. But take notes on this one, okay? Because 909 is far bigger than 600. So how did the deficit go up in the Reagan years? Oh, that's right, because the government spent a whole lot of money. Yeah, you know what? The budgets were big then, too. But it had nothing to do with tax cuts. You've been lied to. You've been lied to. All right, looks like we got a couple. Oh, this is great. Now we got a couple libs calling. I am I don't, folks, don't dare go anywhere because I've got some libs on the phone. and I'm dying to hear how they're going to explain away basic math. All right, I'm Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter, if you want to comment, criticize. If you want to call in, 877-381-3811. We'll be right back.
0: Liberty, well, this is Mr.
2: Liberty, the Mark Levin Show. Call him now at eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one.
1: All right, welcome back, Dan Bongino at the Bongino on Twitter, contributing editor over at Conservative Review, filling in for the great one. Hey, by the way, I, I wanna It's Christmas, right? It's a holiday season. One of the really good, solid, strong gifts you can give. I don't just say this because I work there. Would be CRTV, where Mark broadcasts his show every night. If you can't get enough Levin, like most of us can, Levin TV is available exclusively on CRTV. It makes a great gift. I work there, so I'm not being totally uh, uh, objective, but I'm being honest. It is a really unbelievable product. We just brought on a boatload of new talent over there. Phil Robertson, we just uh, no, we got a show with Andrew Wilkow coming up, Ali Stuckey, all kinds of talent, Stephen Crowder, Steve Dace. It's really an unbelievable deal. They have all kinds of deals going on at CRTV.com. And the flagship show, Levin TV, I never get enough of it. You won't either. Go check it out. He does a really amazing job. CRTV.com. Check that out. All right, folks. Now, you may be asking yourself, you've been listening to this show, right? Or have you just tuned in? I've been talking about why the tax cuts are important, why liberals are hypocrites on it, and why the idea that tax cuts, quote, cost the government money is false. Now, you may say to yourself, fairly enough, because this is an educated audience. I mean that. I'm not being, like, silly about it. You may say to yourself, Dan, why does it matter? I mean, what, why is it so important to show that? that tax cuts, historically speaking, have not cost the government anything. Matter of fact, in some cases, they've nearly doubled revenue to the government. Why is that important? Because, ladies and gentlemen, when you understand this, when you understand the why, why it is that that, that I believe this happens, the entire liberal house of cards collapses. There's nothing there. The liberal house of cards is premised on the fact that, number one, governments are force for good in your life. That government is a philanthropic good force. That we should feed that beast, that good beast in their case. That we should give it our money because it's going to, quote, invest in things. And it's going to do things you can't do for yourself because you're too stupid to do it. That's what I mean, they're not going to tell you that, liberals, but that's what they think. How else do you explain away the fact that they call these things investments that you wouldn't invest in yourself? (laughs) They want to take the money and invest it for you because you don't know any better, right? Give me another plausible explanation why you should give your money to the government to buy your health care for you in single payer. Because they think you're too dumb. It's the whole idea of central planning. Just read the original, you know, Marx Engels. Re- read it. Read how they talk about these people. How uh, You know, the, the they talk about you like you're the great unwashed. I mean, you want to read modern theorists, read Paul Krugman at the New York Times. I mean, he, he just, he, he absolutely believes that government is his force for good. So when you dismantle this theory that giving the government money, number one, is going to lead to more of it, which it generally doesn't, when you give the government more of your money, what happens, folks? It's sucked out of the private sector, the free market. It's Better, I hate that term, the private sector. It's not private. It's sucked out of the free market. It's given to bureaucrats and politicians who don't have the damn foggiest idea what to do with it. And it shrinks the entire economic pie we all have to eat from. So not only does it not result in the long run in more government revenue prolong because it shrinks and hurts the economy. It hurts you too. Think about what I'm telling you. The entire premise of the liberal tax ethos is that turning over money to the government is better for the government and better for you. It's good for neither. It's worse for you and it's worse for the government. When you show people the data about the opposite, about tax cuts, about keeping money in your pocket, and they find out that not only do people's wallets get fatter, are their families more financially prosperous, but that the government makes money from it too, how does liberalism ever, how does it stand? You know, for those of you who have heard me filling in for Mark before, I have probably hammered this topic no less than ten times. Because I mean this. I'm being candid with you. It changed my life. I'm not being melodramatic or, or silly. It really did. It changed my life. When I found out through the readings of Thomas Sowell and Milton Friedman that I'd been lied to for so long, it changes everything. You never look at this the same way again. You say to yourself, you say, wait, wait, let me get this straight. When I'm, quote, allowed, say that sarcastically, to keep more of my money by the government, not only do I benefit and does my neighbor benefit from an increased economy, but the government actually benefits too. And that's not even my goal. I don't want the government to have more money. But they. that's the irony of conservatism. It even works for liberals. When you understand that and you look at the data, the actual data, you'll look in the mirror if you're a liberal and realize everything you've stood for is fake. It's phony. It's a fraud. It's not true. It's not real. You're just making it up. All right, now we got a caller who's going to try to uh, challenge me on this, so let's see what he's got. Let's go to Antonio in Milwaukee. Antonio, what do you got for us?
2: All right, how's it going?
1: It's going good.
2: Um, so this this is really simple and this is one thing that I really can't stand is when you have phony conservatives and their phony conservative values and say it's okay to spend when I'm in the
1: office, but when yeah Tony, have you been listening to the show? But listen what no wait, wait hold I mean, on time out because I'm not this is not a filib- this is my show so it's not a filibuster. I'll just hang up on it's, it's not a filib- have you been listening hey, time out have you been listening to this show when I talked about debt and deficits? did you hear me say during that portion of the show because you called me a phony or you insinuated as such did you not hear me no, say I, no, I'm not going to ask rich to rewind it and humiliate you on the air because you're clearly not that bright but I said at that point. That, yes, Democrats and real, really awful Republicans have contributed to this problem, too. I may not have called the Republicans awful, but I most certainly called them out on spending a lot of money. Let me ask you a simple question before you drone on with this stupidity. Did you okay, miss yeah. that part of the show? I didn't hear that part of the show. Okay, so now, now let's go on to an actual point now, rather than the stupidity actual, that just emanated from your mouth. What else you got?
2: Small, I give it to you on a small scale, and I give it to you on a larger scale. So, in Kansas, what did
1: they do? Oh, boy, get this guy off the phone. Goodbye. I can't take it. Get, goodbye. Get the Hang up on this guy. I'm not listening to this. <laughs> I. What did I? Mr. Call Screener. Now, I know the audience can't hear you, but I'm going to repeat your answer. What did I tell you in the break? Did I not say to you that a liberal is going to call in and say, Kansas, did I or did I not? What's your answer? Yep, he says yep, he says yep. Folks, here's the, number one, I'm talking about federal tax revenues. This is like Mars and Venus conversations. This is all they have. Now, just because this guy is Antonio, I'm not, I, I know a lot of you, oh, let him talk, let him, he's going to, I actually have, I'm going to, now, you should never do this on the air, like try to pull stuff up. Okay. Here are the actual, because Antonio apparently does not know the difference between Kansas. And the United States. Let's do this again, folks. Kansas is a state. The United States is a federation of states. There are 50 of them. Barack Obama thought there were 51. There are 50 of these things called states. Now, the states operate under different economic principles. That's why in the beginning of the show... I specifically said federal tax cuts because many states have balanced budget or, uh, agreements where they cannot possibly run up, run up debt without doing fancy things with their bond issues. Antonio knows none of that. He Googled during the break, do tax cuts work? And, uh, m- meanwhile, completely ignoring, by the way, I'm talking about federal tax cuts, and apparently doesn't know the difference between Kansas and the states. Here is the tax revenue numbers for Kansas, by the way, for all the liberals out there who are still confused even about Kansas, Okay. Kansas cut their taxes in one year had about a little bit of a dip before that they'd had about 8.9 what is a billion dollars in revenue dropped to 8.4, 8.5, 8.6 now back up to 8.7 while correspondingly increasing growth and dumping uh, by the way and dumping a lot of their unemployment numbers in other words their unemployment went down. So, liberals love to bring up Kansas because they did cut taxes in Kansas. But what happened in Kansas what they don't mention to you by the way and I hate I have to do this but liberals are so dumb that this is all they have. They don't talk about tax revenue exploding in Florida, by the way, where there is no state income tax. This is the only thing they have. So tax revenue not only in Kansas isn't recovering to where it was before, but it was, in my humble opinion, not a knock on Kansas, I like the governor, but I think he would acknowledge that the tax cut was, was poorly designed because it allowed a way to arbitrage your money and move it around into escorts and corporations. That was not that well designed, and I think a lot of people would acknowledge that now. What's even more ironic about Kansas is, what they don't tell you about Kansas, is the liberals and some Republicans factored in some money they got from the stimulus package, factored that into the government next year, even though it was a one-time shot of adrenaline, and factored that into the spending package and drove deficits through the roof. Antonio knows none of this. Because this is all he has. Ask, I will say again, to liberals out there who are confused... There are states, there's the federal government, states, the federal government. They are not the same thing. They operate on different economic rules, guidelines, legislative priorities, budget principles. It's sad you don't know this. And it's sad that you have to continue to ignore that. You know why I hung up on him? Because I know I'm going to get emails after the show. You should have let him talk. No, I'm not going to let him talk. Because he's doing what liberals do all the time. And I'm not going to allow him to talk to Mark's millions of people and propagandize you with crap. I, t- I told Mr. Call Screener this guy was going to do this. Give me a federal tax cut that costs the federal government money. They can't do it. Kansas. I could fire back 20 bombs at him. What about Texas? What about Florida? What about the exodus from blue states? What about the massive budget deficits in high-tax states? So you're telling me that low taxes lead to budget problems, yet he can't... By the way, liberals can never explain to you why high-tax states like California and New York are running up massive amounts of debt and can't pay off pensions. They can't explain any of that, even at the state level. But these frauds, they go online, they Google, tax cuts lead to a loss of government. And the first thing that comes up is Kansas every time. And they don't even know the numbers. Oh my gosh! All right, we got another challenger here. All right, let's. Uh, who's it? Ralph from uh, Wolverine. Is that a real place? By the way, Wolverine. I like that. Wolverine, Michigan. A well, really like that small
2: movie. town up in the northern tip where we're swimming in snow.
1: Yeah. All right, Ralph. So you're telling me that I'm wrong here—that federal tax cuts have led to a decrease in federal revenue. Go.
2: Wasn't there just a minor dip after one of Reagan's cuts, either from '81 to '82 or from '83 to '84? But I'm. Uh, a straight line, yes. There was a projection going up, but
3: yes, yes, years.
1: eighty, yes, eighty-two, six hundred and seventeen billion, eighty-three, six hundred billion. But here's the, here's what happened in eighty-four, six hundred and sixty-six billion. And remember, the the income tax cuts didn't kick in until nineteen eighty-six, seven thirty-four, oh, yeah, no. then seven sixty-nine, eight fifty-four, nine oh nine. So yeah, outside of a temporary dip, by the way, like you saw in Kansas for one year. By the way, the tax cuts hadn't kicked in. Again, you can't show any kind of a linear pathway anywhere that tax cuts cost the government money. You know, sometimes, Ralph, one quick thing on this, if I may. They'll say that about the Bush tax cuts, too. Bush cut taxes in 2003. Tax revenue to the government was $1.7 trillion. It went up dramatically over the next four years, 1.8, 2.1, 2.4, 2.5, 2.5. But liberals will go, oh, but look what happened in 2009. And I'm not suggesting you're a liberal, right? I'm just saying in 2009, it went down to 2.1. Yeah, that was the recession. Like, did you miss that? The housing markets collapsed? By the way, yes. just to show you, Ralph, the power of tax cuts, even after the 2003 Bush tax cuts, after this unbelievably strong, powerful recession, the amount of money the government brought in still, still was more money than before the tax cuts.
3: Yep. No, I 100% agree that it's beneficial stimulus.
1: I love Wolverine, Michigan, by the way. That's a real place, huh? Well, obviously because of the college and everything, but I didn't know they named it after a town. (laughs) I don't
3: think it worked that way.
1: Yeah, I get it. It was a joke. I once said that, you know, at the Dan Bongino Show, isn't that kind of funny? They found a guy named Dan Bongino, the folks at the Dan Bongino Show. That's amazing how that happens. (laughs) Ralph, thanks for the call. Good point. But, again, it just hammers home the point, folks, what I'm telling you. The corresponding relationship, the correlation between tax cuts is for bigger government revenues, not small. People don't get this. Kansas. I knew it. I knew that was coming, fellas. I knew it. You'll get another one. Someone else will call in about Kansas. Hang up on them immediately. I can't take it. All right, folks, if you want to call in, you're not supposed to laugh at your own stuff. I get it, but it's funny. 877-381-3811. I'm Dan Bongino at Bongino on Twitter. Give Mark a follow as well, at Mark Levin Show. We'll be right back. Mark
2: Levin.
1: Welcome back to The Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino at D. Bongino on Twitter. Filling in for Mark. Give us a call, 877-381-3811. I'll get to some more of your calls um, in the next hour of the show. Hey, one quick rebuttal here, too, because I've I engaged in this argument for, gosh, only the last now seven, eight years of my life with liberals about tax cuts and revenue and Reagan. And, uh, I've heard it over and I've heard every single comeback in the book. But one of them, if you post Mark's podcast tonight um, or if you write this on social media, like, hey, I heard a radio host saying tax cuts haven't led to decreases in government revenue. I guarantee you, you're going to get at least some wannabe pseudo smart guy liberal is going to say, well, it's Reagan tax revenue went up not because of the tax cuts trying to do my smart guy liberal voice, which is notably awful. But Reagan raised taxes, too. Uh, Yes, you would be correct. Ronald Reagan did, in fact, he didn't do it himself, but at the encouragement of a lot of people out there, and it uh, were liberals, and the Tip O'Neill crowd, and others. One of the kind of trade backs they had to give for a massive cut in the income tax, Reagan cut the top rate from 70 to 28%. Think about that 70 to 28%. That is a massive cut, 70 to 28 In order to streamline the tax code and prevent people, in other words, what happened in Kansas, for those of you who listened to the last thing, The last segment. That's why I don't talk about Kansas, but liberals will till kingdom come because they have nothing else. In order to prevent people from moving money declared as income and then declaring it as capital gains, Reagan upped the capital gains rate from 20 to 28%, which was the top marginal tax rate after he cut it from 70 to 28. Now, I know that sounds a little weird, a little wonky, but the point is he was trying to make it so that he wouldn't move money around and declare the same money as a capital gain rather than income to get out of paying taxes. So they upped the capital gains rate to 28%. So liberals are listening going, oh, we got him. Oh, we got him now. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got him. That's where the money came from. That's, it didn't come from the tax cuts and a bigger economic pie and people making more money and therefore paying more taxes. It came from the tax hikes and therefore tax hikes work. He hiked capital gains taxes to 28%. That's where all the money came from. Eh, eh, eh. Wrong. Again, not only are you wrong, you're like extra super duper wrong. Reagan hikes the capital gains tax to 28% to make it correspond to the top income tax rate. The capital gains revenue prior to the tax, the capital gains tax from the capital gains tax, 52 billion. The amount after the capital gains tax hike, just to thoroughly refute dopey confused liberals out there, 39 billion. <laughs> yes, it dropped. So you'd be wrong again, but you're always wrong. You're probably used to being wrong at this point. I know it hurts. Go find your safe space. I'm Dan Bongino. We'll be right back.
2: He's
0: here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. In the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: All right, welcome back, Dan Bongino at D Bongino on Twitter, filling in for Mark. Make sure you give him a follow as well, at Mark Levin Show, and follow at Levin TV too, while you're at it. And while you're at it, give us a call. It's a lot of asks. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. 381 3811 I will get to some of your calls in this hour. So just to recap where we've been, I opened up the show asking libs to just cut the check. You know, cut a check, folks. All you liberals out there losing your er about this tax cut thing, just write a check to the government. What are you worried about? Show us all. Lead. Lead during this holiday season. Well, we can say Merry Christmas again, right? I won't be attacked, by the way, because Trump is in office. Will I be arrested? I don't think so. Trump is in office. We can say Merry Christmas again, okay? It's a Christmas season, right? The check. Put that challenge out in the first hour. Still have yet to have one person, by the way, uh, respond back. Just send me the amount. I don't even need a screenshot. Just send me the amount you sent to the government. I put the link on my Facebook. Just send us the amount, Why not? I mean, right? your whole theory is government can spend your money better than you can. Apparently, you're not that bright. You don't know what to do with it. You can't figure it out, so give it to the government. They'll figure it out. Write the check. It's the holiday season. Go right ahead. I again hammered after that, this whole idea that tax cuts somehow caused the federal government to lose money, which is garbage, which is nonsense. I already tweeted out the link where you can look at the numbers yourself, how federal tax cuts have not cost, quote, the government anything. Of course, we had a dude call in, tell me about Kansas, which happens all the time because they don't actually have any data on the federal government, and liberals are confused. They think Kansas apparently is a country within a country. <laughs> they, they can't seem to get that together. But before I get to some of your calls, I wanted to hammer another myth about this tax cut package. That, all, by the way, was one big myth, that the deficits are going to be caused by this tax cut with no evidence that that happened at all. Deficits have been called caused by explosive government spending not a lack of tax revenue that's just a myth you're just making it up but liberals are good at that there's another particularly pernicious one out there myth that is being you know we're being propagandized by the far left media sycophants and their you know democrat focus group talking point leaders out there that's really making me sick it's making me ill in many respects because the talking point is a an indictment of the Democrats, not the Republicans. But by lying to you, they're making people believe that, in fact, the Republicans did something wrong. Here's what I mean. I did a Facebook Live video yesterday, uh, the day before that. I'm sorry. I did one yesterday, too, because I had to fix the one from the day before, because you can never leave liberals an opening. They'll make something up. And someone responded to the Facebook Live video, a couple people, and they said, yeah, but this is a scam because the individual tax cuts expire in a little less than 10 years, and the corporate tax cuts are permanent. So look, the Republicans were sticking it to the little guy. Okay. As always with liberals, there is a portion of their story that's true. But the entire core of what they're saying outside of the shell is entirely false. Folks, the reason the tax cuts on the individual side were not made permanent, they would have been much larger, by the way. They could have gone down to 28%, which is what Reagan did, but the top rate now is only 37. They cut it from 39.6 to 37. They could have cut it to 28. Why did the Republicans not do that? Now, A lot of your lying liberal friends will say to you, oh, that's because the Republicans just wanted to help out big business and screw over the little guy. Ah, no, wrong again. What actually happened is there are two separate and distinct pathways to getting a bill passed through the Senate, not the House, but the Senate. On the Senate side, in order to avoid a filibuster by uh, 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 Democrats who would have filibustered the bill, They could not go through a standard pathway, the standard pathway being 51 uh, votes, a majority, right? There are 100 senators, 51 wins. That's just even easy math for our liberal friends, right? They could not use that pathway without having the bill project a certain amount of money into the future. It's a complicated process. It requires scoring. The scoring's always off, but just – Trust me on this one. There are two separate processes. You can get 51 votes, or you can get 60 to overcome a filibuster. They did not have 60 votes to make these things permanent, the tax cuts permanent. The Demo- uh, the Republicans didn't have the votes. They only had 51. That's what they got. So listen to what I'm telling you here. They would have needed nine Democrats, nine Democrats, to come on board out of the 40 plus they would have needed 9 of them to come on board and vote to cut your taxes to make those tax cuts permanent because of the dopey senate rules how many of those 9 democrats they would have needed did you uh, do you think voted for this <laughs> the answer is a big fat goose egg zero donut nothing the absence of value none none of them did so they were stuck with the second path where you only need 51 votes, you don't need 60 to overcome a filibuster. But they had the sunset. That's the rules. So this is what's so unbelievably, incredibly disingenuous and dishonest about where the Democrat Party said it is a house of lies. Everything they tell you question because it's not true. I'm telling you, it's all false. The whole thing is a charade. They're like, well, they made the tax cuts. Well, who's they? Who's they? They made the income taxes for us, temporary. They didn't do anything. The Republicans would have t- gladly, gladly made those income tax cuts permanent. It's the Democrats who got in the way. And by you saying that, you're either advertising your idiocy or you're just lying. There's there's no option C, okay? Option A, you don't know what you're talking about. Option B, you do know what you're talking about and you're lying to us. Tell me what I'm saying is on liberals who understand the process. Call in 8773813811 and tell me how if they got nine Democratic votes, the Republicans wouldn't have made this permanent. Tell me, I'd love to hear it. Even worse, this is a double lie. So again, they're not permanent because of Democrats. none of them, zero voted for it on either side of the House. Not one voted to cut your taxes. Dogs, I'm telling you, dogs. And lying dogs, too. Even worse, folks, when these tax cuts on the individual side expire in 10 years, and they're probably going to be, they've been, the Bush tax cuts, most of them were re-upped. But the irony of this whole thing, 10 years is right around the corner, this 10-year window, I guarantee you in 10 years, when it comes time to re-up these tax rates, these lower tax rates, it'll be the Democrats fighting against it, and they're the ones telling you now that they're going to expire in 10 years. So your answer to them back, you should be emailing their office and calling them, if they're your representatives, and saying, okay, well, we can stop that in 10 years. We could have stopped it if you would have voted for it, which you didn't. But we can stop that in 10 years by reauthorizing them. Are you going to do it? They'll say, well, I may not be in office 10 years. No, no, just you know, go on the record now if you are. If you are in office, are you going to vote to re-up the tax cuts? Ask them. To the Democrats listening, I'm asking you right now, the Democrat representatives, you fakes. I know one of you is listening. Are you going to vote for it? Just go on the record now and tell your constituents. That's five terms away, right? Two-year terms in Congress? Five times two, ten? Tell them if you get elected for five more terms, you absolutely pledge to re-up the tax cuts. They won't do it. As they lobby and they, they go out there and tell people, oh, these tax cuts are going to expire, so make them not expire. Make them not expire. Go ahead. You can do it. <laughs> they won't do it. All right, let me get to a call. Let me go to David in Jacksonville, Florida, one of my favorite cities. David, how are you, my man? What
0: do you got for Great, me? thanks. You're doing a great job, Dan. I really appreciate uh, all your hard efforts there. Look, Thank I really us. want to adru- uh, urge your listeners uh, to go to YouTube and pull up Milton Friedman. And Thomas Sowell, at least the Democrats, because I think yeah. as a public policy, they take they take advantage of what's called innumeracy. Yeah. which is the financial equivalent of illiteracy. Yeah. Jonathan Gruber made this this famous quote about taking advantage of the, the stupidity of the American voters. And this is part and parcel of democratic policies. They they destroy incentives. They destroy households with empty promises of taking care of you. I grew up in the projects. I, I'm, I'm, at, I'm for tax cuts, absolutely, yeah. despite being raised as a Democrat. Yeah, me too. My and Hillary's was, speech yeah. was she was stumping back in in the presidency in 2007. She talked about taking Exxon's profits.
1: <laughs> yeah, if it were I, her. I don't know if you remember yeah. that, right? Yeah.
0: But this this six trillion dollars that has been in, put into the market over the last 12 months that would have not had had occurred if she was elected president. I, I really, I really want to make certain that that people are aware of, of their innumeracy on the Democratic side.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because what the Soul changed my life. I mean, the writings of Thomas Soul are just. Um are magic i mean that you know vision of the anointed is one of the greatest books ever written i mean i read it in probably two nights sitting at a midnight post in the white house when i was on my break i mean it's so amazing and some of the things he says in the book are just transformative because you start to realize and this is important and i think david you may feel the same way that that you've been lied to and and you're bothered by it. And I don't mean by your, like, my, my mother was a Democrat, but I don't think she lied to me. I just think she was subjected to the Democrat media propaganda machine for so long that the default position was the lie. So it's like you don't know it's a lie because you're swimming in it. Like, you've never seen the truth. You're living in the Truman Show. You've never seen the truth. And when I finally saw Soul, and there is a YouTube video of Thomas Soul debating, I think her name is Helen O'Banion. It's old. It's really old. Uh, Thomas Sowell is like a leisure suit on in it. And she is the welfare secretary for Pennsylvania, I'm sure, at the time. It is just the greatest piece of video ever. He just dismantles every single liberal talking point this woman has. I mean, it, it's just great stuff. And, David, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. It was well done. But uh, one of the points he makes in the piece is the woman on the, in the video, and if you look it up on Google or YouTube, you'll see it yourself, she talks about you know welfare policies and how the the government cutting welfare to people who don't deserve it is going to you know it's going to you know kill people and they're all going to die. She doesn't exactly say that, but you know you get the point. i being uh, I'm exaggerating a bit, but she's saying how it's going to kick people off the welfare rolls. And Thomas Sowell brings up one of the greatest comebacks, greatest points I've ever heard. He said, "You know, you liberals always start the story in the middle. You never start the story at the beginning of the book. In other words." How did all these people get on welfare? (laughs) Let's start there. Oh, liberal policies which incentivize the breakup of the family, high crime, no jobs, all that. Let's start there first, and then we can talk about the spending cuts. And she's puzzled by it because I don't think – the video is unbelievable. I don't think she's ever, ever been told that before. It's an older video. It's definitely worth your time. All right, got to take a break. I'm Dan Bongino, contributing editor over at Conservative Review, Infomark for Mark Levin. I'm on Twitter, at D. Bongino, if you want to comment. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. This the Mark Levin Show, Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter. Fill in it for Mark. If you want to give us a call, 877-381-3811. All right. This is the debunking show, debunking a lot of the liberal, dopey nonsense floating out there in the interweb out there. And it's everywhere. I mean, really, people tweet to me all day. I mean, social media has become like this cesspool of dumb you know, it's like, who, it's like, who's going to be the gold medal award winner for the dumbest response to a Dan Bongino tweet? I get them all the time. I had to actually stop looking at the responses for a while because I was losing my mind. But here's another one. Some people will insist to you that your tax rates are actually going up. I just want to do this quick. I'm going to walk you through the old rates and the new rates. Now, liberals, you may need to take notes on this, again, because I know you have a tough time with things like math and numbers and all that kind of stuff, all right? So here we go. Old rate, the bottom rate. These are marginal tax rates, by the way. Lowest, uh, the rate before, lowest rate was 10%. Doesn't change now, it's 10%. Second lowest rate before, that was 15%. That rate now is 12. 15, 12, 15, 12. So 12 is less than 15. Okay, so if you were in the 15% tax bracket, your rate has gone down to 12. Not complicated math, only complicated for our liberal friends. If you were in the 25% tax bracket, you're now paying 22. 25, 22, greater than, less than. Okay, 22 is in fact less than 25. Wow, crazy how this stuff like facts and stuff works, okay? If you were paying 28% before, you're paying 24% now. 28, 24, 28, 24. 24 is less than. Very good. Liberals, you playing along? You having fun yet? If you were paying 33% before, you are now paying 32 32 percent, not to mention, by the way, you're getting a doubling of the standard deduction for a married couple. You're getting a dramatic doubling up to twenty four thousand dollars and a child tax credit doubled up to two thousand dollars per child too. fewer pay. Now, here's where it gets really funny. Because now we're getting into the upper income brackets where allegedly this was a tax... I just walked through all the lower income and middle income brackets that are going down. Of course, that's blowing liberal minds everywhere because they've told everyone their taxes are going up despite no evidence that that's actually true. Matter of fact, here's some of the data. I got this data from a news piece I saw the other day. And I'm not suggesting this is a good way to run the tax code, but after this tax plan, 43% of uh, American taxpayers right now have no tax liability on net at all. That's going to go up to forty-seven <laughs> percent. That's not rich people getting out of it. So again, if you were paying the thirty-five percent rate, you got a decent amount of money. You are now paying thirty-five percent. Thirty-five changes to thirty-five. Thirty-five, thirty-five. That's wait, wait. That is that's that's the same. That's the same number. I. It is. That's the same number. Now, if you were paying thirty-nine point six before. You're now paying 37%. You're getting a little bit of a cut at the upper higher ends. But a lot of your deductions get phased out as well, including the mortgage deduction over 750000 in interest, which would be about, I don't know, a $10 million home. So, folks, on net, and, and, and let me just be crystal clear on this. I am not suggesting that rich people should pay more taxes. I don't want that. I wish the rate was getting dumped to 28%. I am simply suggesting to you that your liberal friends are lying to you. Your liberal friends that are telling you the middle class is not getting a tax cut, either one, again, have no idea what they're talking about, and they're talking out of the back end, not the front end, or they do know, and they're lying to you again. One of them said to me the other day, oh, 24% standard deduction for married couples, middle class, but they're wiping out the personal exemption. What, $4,000? $4,000? I mean, either way, all the exemptions before that were standard added up to about 20. You're still getting a $4,000 additional exemption. Are you having a tough time with this math? <laughs> I mean, seriously, what'd you go to, like, liberal Harvard? Where they have a tough t- I mean, come on. I like you. A lot of smart people that are Harvard. I know a few good dudes there. But these liberal institutions have a problem with like basic math. We really started. We got to bring back the abacus for these folks. It's very disappointing what's going on. All right, I'm Dan Bongino, contributing editor over at Conservative Review. Fill in for Mark at the Bongino on Twitter. If you want to send a comment or criticize, give us a call eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. We right back. Powerful, conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. All right. Welcome back to The Mark Levin Show. Dan Bongino filling in for Mark at the Bongino on Twitter. If you want to comment or criticize, we want to call in 877-381-3811. Listen, I'm not into like self-praise or anything, but I think we've done a pretty good job debunking the you know cesspool of liberal media nonsense you've heard about the tax cuts. I think. I mean, if you're listening to the show and you were paying attention and you've Googled any of what I told you, you'll see it's true that the majority of you are going to do quite well about this. I put a challenge out to liberals. Of course, no one calls in ever. Mark's only got like millions of listeners. You would think if what they told you that tax cuts cause deficits and tax cuts have caused government revenue to plummet, that one, at least one liberal would have called in. Now, Mr. Call Screener, have we gotten a liberal who's called in, not the Kansas cat, have we had a liberal call in try to challenge those numbers? No, right? I'm not making this up, right? Okay, there you go. Because it's true. Tax cuts at the federal level have never cost the government money, ever, which is a nonsense talking point anyway. But we got somebody here. We got let's you know what, let's go to Joey from Queens. Joey, what part of Queens are you from?
2: Maspeth, sir.
1: Maspeth. I lived near Maspeth. I lived in Middle Village for a little while. Juniper oh, man, Park in Middle over Village there. right
2: now, 71st Street and Elliott Avenue.
1: Nice. Yeah, I lived uh Metropolitan, I think 69th by uh by the bagel shop over there. It was it's nice. Oh, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Dan, please, please do me one favor, Dan. This is all facts like you said Google it. Donald Trump came out last week and said these tax cuts are going to hurt me trust me believe me they're going to hurt me but then we find out that the corporate tax rate went down from thirty nine to thirty seven percent Dan please Dan please just say uh, yeah he lied about that
1: hold on, on hold on hold on time out the tax corporate tax rate did not go from thirty nine to thirty seven that's the income tax. the corporate tax went from thirty five to twenty one now why would I say that, Joey? Have you seen his tax returns?
2: That hurt. No, he won't he won't release them because All right. Well, he's who? under
1: no obligation to do so. I really don't care personally, but I'm just asking you. You're asking me to call Donald Trump out on a nationally syndicated radio show and tell you factually that he's lying when you would when you can admit, Joey, right that neither you nor I have seen his tax returns. You're you may want to see him. I couldn't care any less personally. But,
2: but you we don't know you that, right? That would you would you care if you found out that one of his buddies was one of the corporations that he assigned to, to build the wall, and that him and his buddy, he said, I'll make, I'll become president, and I'll I'll give you the contract, you make a billion. Who's who's his buddy who's that? building that? the wall?
1: What about so, that? Wait, Joe. So you, let me get this straight. Or Joey, you have evidence of some kind of a crime Donald Trump committed? No. By all means, share. Really this is breaking news.
2: Wouldn't
1: you Wouldn't you want to know that though? Wouldn't wait, you wait. Know I it? don't ask me. I'm asking you a question. What's the evidence?
2: Um, the evidence is if I see his tax, if I see his tax return, <laughs> then I know he's not getting paid. From this wait, 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 time
1: out. Now you're jumping around. You have evidence Trump committed a crime in the procurement process for the wall. What is it?
2: No, I'm saying don't you. Oh, so you don't have it? any evidence. Aren't you a little curious, Dan? Wouldn't that be a great scoop for you if you found out, hey, you know what? Donald picked a company. And he actually has a speech
1: yeah uh, Joey, it would, but you haven't provided a scoop. You haven't even said anything. You can back up yourself, and you called. I didn't call you. But wouldn't you want to know that, Dan? <laughs> okay, you, can- <laughs> Joey, I'd like to know a lot of things. I'd like to know if string theory is accurate. I would yeah. like to know if the theory of relativity, how exactly that works. I would like to know the exact age of the Earth down to the second, if that was possible. I would like to know if Australopithecus africanus was in fact was in fact one of the descendants of human beings. The fact that I'd like to know that doesn't mean number one the answer is going to produce itself, and doesn't mean number two that anything you're saying right now is true. You throwing stuff out there, acknowledging you have no evidence that anything you're saying is true, and then following it up with a question about what I'd like to know makes this pretty ridiculous, wouldn't you say? No, but but be realistic. <laughs> Ah, Dude, wait, wait, wait. wait.
2: You want me to be
1: realistic, but you've said nothing real. But
2: a tiny little bit of journalistic. Didn't we find out that Obama was giving bad contracts to bad solar people just because he liked them? Didn't we find Uh, that out? Okay.
1: Uh, you're talking about Cylindra, I assume, and Enter One, yeah. yes. um, uh, Joey. Right, I'm, I'm listen. I'm out. a little confused because you seem to be very light on actual facts. You know, I'm, I'm just going to caution you for a moment. Not that the president would sue you, but I'm being serious. Like you're on a national radio show saying things you have absolutely no evidence for, and then you're asking me to be a journalist. Okay, hold on. Let's play the game here. I'm gonna. I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinion guy, but I'm gonna be a journalist for a second. You are my source, uh, Mr. Joey from Queens. We're going to interview you for Bongino.com today. You said to me as a source you have evidence that the procurement process Donald Trump engaged in for the wall is potentially unethical. Go. What's your evidence? Let's hear it.
2: Um, He said in 2016, I can't uh, get my income taxes out because they're on, on audit, which nobody really believed. But if he did release his income taxes, then we'd find out that he has a link to the wall builders. That could be true. Can you tell me, can you swear on any when your loved one's lives that that's not true? Would you say that 100%? Joey, I'll be true, honest right? with you. I didn't
1: hear anything you said. I was busy groaning under the sound of this absolutely absurd call. I'm glad I took you. I miss Queens a little bit. But Joe, seriously, you really need to get a life, man. I'll see you later, buddy. Take care. Have a nice day. Tell them in Queens I said hello. Wow. Yeah, that was a great call. No, I mean it. I am not. I know Mr. Kolsky is being serious. I'm being dead serious. That, I mean, this is what, I don't know. I don't know what, like, this is the new liberal thing. Like, call a show. Put it out there. Make a spurious, disingenuous, disingenuous charge you can't back up. Then ask the host why I'm not being a journalist and acknowledging this crazy, kooky, looney tunes phone call. Oh, my God. Let's take another call. Let's take uh, Chad from Canton, Ohio. We need to bring some sanity back to the Mark Levin Show before I take my head and join it to the desk. Chad, what do you got for us?
5: Hi, Dan. How are you? Big I'm man. good. How are you? Good. Listen to the podcast every day.
1: Oh, cool. Thanks, well, brother. I'm
5: pretty up on uh, everything you have to say. but
1: I got a lot will, to say. I'll, as I'll you be well a little know.
5: easier to get along with than the last caller because I don't have any kooky liberal be you sure today. you don't have any
1: other theories that Donald Trump was born on Mars or something like that that you want to throw out there and ask me to be a journalist on? Happy to do it. So what do you got for us today?
5: I, you know, obviously you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I appreciate the tax cuts, but in a sense it's really tough to hear them speak about general you know, revenue neutral and yeah, we can't yeah. cut any more than this because of that. Well, they're the ones spending us into a hole and then tearing our mouths out to pay for it.
1: Right. right.
5: That's the frustrating part.
1: Isn't that like the big joke of this whole thing? That right. Democrats and, frankly, lousy Republicans, too, to be fair, some of them will say, Well, wow, these tax cuts, gosh, if we do them, we're going to starve the government of needed revenue. No, no. What's going to starve the government of needed revenue and get us back to a sound fiscal path is by you not spending our money when you don't have it. Like, that will starve the government of so-called needed revenue. No, it's a scam. It's always been a scam, Chad. But it says on the screen here that you don't think these are great, these tax cuts, that they could, you think they could go farther?
5: Did- well, that's my next point. So did they really have to get it to 21? They couldn't get it to 20. I understand they had liberal – the, the- the Democrat ruling of the Republican Party voting on this bill, yeah, but yeah. they couldn't get it to 20. No, no, number. Chad,
1: let me just stop you for a minute, because I, I want to get to one more call here. we get a guy calling it now it disagrees. I always like those calls, too. I like to go back and forth, you know, sane people, crazy people. You're the sane guy, so that should make you very happy. Um, I agree with you, and I think a lot of solid conservatives and libertarians agree with you as well, that the tax cuts are good, but they're not great, like they could have gone farther. But you just kind of answered your own question, though. They were limited by the process. And I'm not, believe me, Chad, I am not in the business of disingenuously defending anyone, the president included. I don't work for him. No one asked me to do this. Um, I'm just telling you that they were limited by Democrats who insisted on obstructing this thing every bit of the way. They could have cut the top tax rate down to 25%. They could have cut the corporate tax rate down to 15, but they were limited by Democrats, all of which were unified against it. So, Chad, thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. Let me take uh, Alex. What is that, Indiana? Alex, what do you got for us?
3: Hey, uh, thanks a lot for taking my call, first of all. Sure. Um, You talked about the deficit and how you're confident that it's not going to increase. I think you argued that tax cuts never lead to increased deficits, right?
1: No, 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 I, I can't say that in the future. I can just tell you what I know from the
4: past.
3: Um, so I was, I was Can you? just talk more about the CBO came out and said that the cuts oh. were going to increase the deficit by half a trillion to a trillion and a half. And I think the Tax Foundation had a similar projection. Um, and those are pretty credible sources. Uh, no, you saying, really? Based on
1: Wait 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 time out the tax foundation you're, you're calling into a conservative show to tell us about the tax foundation by the way that had a rescore it because they admitted their first score was was not exactly on target that what one was
3: their rescore I, I they rescore it because
1: they scored there were people from the tax foundation and other left leaning outlets by the way who scored this bill alex without actually having the tax brackets did you know that okay. you know what they I did that, here's true. the trick they were like, oh, well, we were just going on information we had from Paul Ryan's blueprint from a few years ago. Oh, so basically you were going for another plan, not this one. So uh, forgive me for a moment. I'm going to disregard that first part. Secondly, on the CBO, uh, listen, I'm not knocking the people at the CBO. I I, I do sometimes. I, shouldn't. I, I really don't think the CBO are bad people. I think the CBO is forced to operate within economic and financial projection constraints that enable it unfortunately, to say really dumb things all the time. It's not that they're dumb people. The CBO is only allowed to to put out what you give in. The bottom line, Alex, is the CBO has been off about just about everything. The CBO was off on their projection of Medicare Part D. The CBO was off on their projection of Obamacare. The CBO was off on their projection of the Bush tax cuts, dramatically, by the way. So wh- I don't understand. Like, if the CBO has never, ever predicted anything with any sense of accuracy at all, why would you all of a sudden put faith in them now? I'm curious. I'm not being like a smarten with you. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I, I guess because we've always put our faith in them, right? They're kind no, of no, like no. no.
1: Uh, we haven't. You have, not me.
3: No, I mean, like, we always, like, Republican, Democrat has always looked. No, at
1: the no, 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 no. Alex, time We're out. I'm, I'm asking. No, we haven't. Republicans and conservatives have consistently said the CBO's project, projection methodology is, is biased and is off towards static rather than dynamic scoring. That's not accurate. I'm yeah, no, asking I, I you, know Alex, Alex why you division. believe in them.
3: No, no, no. I, I, um, I mean, we, it's, it's not true. Like, we always have used the CBO to score any major legislation. Alex,
1: listen. Detect- we had a Supreme Court once that ruled that a, a slave was, was three-fifths of a human being. Because we've done things, does not make them right? I'm asking you, based on what I just told you, that the CBO has never gotten this right, ever. Why, if they've never gotten it right, you were calling into a show now to tell me that we should all of a sudden trust them now. Why? I'm just no, asking I've a simple always, question. i always
3: trusted the CBO because we've always trusted them. But, I mean, I came to learn. Alex, to
1: are, are we having a saying disconnect saying here? Saying Stop saying no, no, we.
3: I hear you perfectly. But I'm saying you're asking me, I, I just told you, I, I've always trusted the CBO because the government <laughs> so has always just, trusted the look, CBO. Okay, can support. I can I just
1: wrap this up because i got to take a break here. Just to be clear on what you're telling me, I've told you they were wrong about Medicare Part D. They were dr- grotesquely wrong on the effects of the Bush tax cuts. They were almost doubly wrong on Obamacare. And you're saying to me that you still put faith in them and you think they're going to be right this time. I Is that what you're saying?
4: Okay, thanks I for the call. Alex, I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: thank you very much. I don't know what to say, folks. I, I Thank you for the call. Great, uh, terrific, wonderful. I don't get it. You want to put faith in the CBO? I mean, imagine if this was a business. You had a business entity doing net present value projections for a new product line. They have been off on the projected uh, net revenue and the net present value of every single project ever, and you bring them in for another one? Like, yeah, no, tell us what this one's going to earn us. You've only been wrong for every single one in the past. This is crazy. I'm sorry. I do appreciate the call, but I, I don't get it, folks. I really don't. We have faith in the CBO. Who? Who's we? Not you. Not we. Certainly not me. All right. I'm Dan Bongino in for Mark Levin at D. Bongino on Twitter. We'll be right back. Love
2: Levin.
1: Right, welcome back to the Mark Levin show. Thank you all very much. I mean it. Uh, I'm Dan Boncino, filling in for Mark. For all of you who tweeted me and called in the show and the nice emails, I appreciate it. I know I'm generally a sarcastic guy from Queens, but uh, it means a lot. It, you know, I grew up a relatively poor to middle class kid at times and. Filling in for Mark's always a great honor, so I appreciate it. A big Merry Christmas to you. Thanks to uh, Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screen, and to Mark for letting me uh, man the con here. It means a lot. And, uh, folks, I, again, I work here at, at at CRTV, and Mark works there, too. Obviously, Mark has Levin TV. But I say this trying to be as objective as possible. It's really great stuff we're doing over there. Go check it out. You've got Levin TV, you've got Steve Crowder's show, Michelle Malkin show. We're adding all kinds of new content in there. we got a lot of surprises in the new year. There's a nice promo code for the holidays, too, Levin20. Levin20, get $20 off. And I, you get a mug, too, which is nice. they got a whole selection of mugs there. I don't know if it's Mark's actual mug on the mug, but they've got a bunch of mugs. So go check it out. It is his mug on the mug. I want Now I've seen the mugs. They've got a few of them. They got Michelle Malkin, Phil Robertson from uh, Duck Dynasty. He's over there now too. And uh I got to say some of them are done better than others the mug pictures. Mark's pretty okay. So go check it out. Promo code live 20. Go to crtv.com. That's crtv.com. Hey, I wanted to ru- I I know we spent the whole show on the tax thing, but I wanted to run out on you with this final topic because it's really important. I just wanted to tell you this and kind of plant this in your head. Folks, This Hezbollah story with Obama and the the allegations that the Obama administration looked the other way to seal the Iran deal in order to look the other way, I should say, to be clear, on international drug running and weapons smuggling and trafficking and money laundering by Hezbollah, that they looked the other way on this is an explosive story that they looked the other way on all of this in order to ensure that this disastrous Iran deal with these terrorists over there in Iran, that this went through, is a disastrous story. And I want to just suggest to you that they were convinced, like everyone else, that Hillary Clinton was going to win the presidency and was going to be able to sweep all of this away. All of these sources, this guy Josh Meyer who wrote this piece for Politico, and I am no fan of Politico at all. For those of you who know me, you know the story quite well. I am no fan of Politico, but this guy did an intricately sourced, named on the record source story about the the unbelievable dealings of the Obama administration in that eight years. I'm telling you, they were convinced Hillary was going to win, and they doubled down on stupid in their last few years because they thought there was no chance they were going to lose the presidency. And now it is all coming out. I think it is going to get far worse. I think of all the Obama scandals, I think the unmasking one takes the cake for the gold medal of scandals, the fact that they were spying on their political opponents while he was still still a sitting president. When did Obama read the dossier? But I think the silver medal of scandals in this entire thing is going to be this international gun-running and narco-trafficking by a terrorist group at Hezbollah and how Obama administration, one specific Treasury official who said, we're going to tamp down, quote, those investigations. Major League scandal time. All right, folks, thanks again. I really appreciate your time and your kind words. I'm Dan Bongino, at the Bongino on Twitter. I'll see you all soon.